0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here For A While. I have a very special guest today. Uh, You might recognize him from a TV show called Masters of Sex, another show called Hindsight on VH1. Um, he's a uh, he's he's a great actor and has a very cool past. I looked at his bio. I've never met him before, but I was like, oh man, I feel inadequate <laughs> after reading this bio. Um, we have the same publicist. That's how this got set That's up. Sweet. But um, yeah, you're gonna love it. His name's uh, Nick Clifford. Thanks for being here.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your bio was very interesting.
1: I, I've had a. I've you've had an you've like ride.
0: climbed the pyramids of. I can't even pronounce the word Giza. Giza? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just for fun.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, like there's, there's three, uh, that you can go visit the main ones that everyone knows. And, uh-huh. uh, I can't remember if I legally actually went up on them. I feel like they don't let you do that. Okay. Uh, but they definitely so you basically let- just
0: walked in and then wrote in your bio that you climbed them. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if I wrote that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wrote that, but but uh, yeah, you can um, you can definitely go inside, or at least when I went, you could go all the way inside. You can go all the way down this like really creepy long tunnel, and then in the middle is just a huge anteroom and a tomb. That and, sounds so and cool. Everything has been moved out because it, it it would be ruined by the atmosphere if it was still there. Yeah. But um, you can basically like they have these guides that just take you, and they're like, no, 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 here's what you do, here's what you do, get into the tomb, get in the tomb, and you're like, I don't know if they're I, want like, I don't
0: think I'm supposed to. Yeah, do they're that. like, it's
1: a great picture, we do it for everybody, and then they, you like get into this this like sarcophagus and you just sit there and they're like, okay, now take pictures. And you're like, okay, this is terrifying. I'm inside oh of this God. tiny room and you're like everyone. And then they, they just like, they, they have this whole spiel that they do for Cause they get like, cause they're trying so to get tips and stuff. Oh, for sure. yeah. yeah and yeah. they also do the thing where like um, the market, the um, like street vendors will come up. If you're a little kid, like they'll uh-huh. come up and they'll give you stuff just for free. And they'll be like, Hey, for you, like for you, take it. No, like, no, no. And you're this. like, well, you start to go like, this is so cool. I got this like huge scarab. So I take it back to my dad. I'm like, look how cool this is. This guy just gave it to me. And he's like, he just gave it to you. And I was like, yeah, he just
0: gave it to me for nothing. Oh.
1: And then like five minutes later, the guy comes over and he goes like, your friend loves it. Yeah. It's 200 euros.
0: Oh my! <laughs> your friend. You're like, <laughs> just like it's my son. He's yeah, 11. He's my. 11. <laughs> he's <not> my <laughs> Please friend. don't try to scam my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just a very short friend. That's really funny. So, but do you do travel a lot? I mean, it seemed like it from your bio. Well,
1: when I... Now you're on the spot. (laughs) No, well, when I was nine, uh, we moved to Europe. So Mm -hmm. we were were in Brussels, and we were just so much closer to... I mean, it's crazy how much closer you are to all of these things that Americans dream about, is these, like, vacation spots. It's Mm -hmm. like living in, in Brussels meant, like to drive to san diego from los angeles was yeah. to drive to paris or to yeah. drive to munich or to drive to or to ride the train
0: to yeah you know, and it's true London, it's very close so. i was in uh brussels and paris and all that last fall and oh cool. yeah we drove from uh because we had, we, I, we were doing stand-up for the troops and we had a couple of days off in brussels so we rented a car and drove into paris it was like very close yeah, yeah. very close.
1: did you like brussels
0: um, no, no. One ever goes I goes it. No one ever goes there. I did not like it. It was depressing. It's, uh, it's
1: pretty gray. It's a lot of like, I think of it as like, it's embassies yeah. and factories. And yeah. That's most
0: and we were in another town. Ugh, it's shaped military bases. Oh, yeah. I used to go there with base. my dad because okay. he
1: played handball against a bunch of like army oh, really? rangers. And that town like,
0: is extra scary. Yeah.
1: Well, is there anything in that town? I don't even, oh, isn't it called like...
0: I can't remember. I remember but it was really creepy. It felt yeah. like I just felt like it was like just very post World War 2 like yeah. everything feels very like f- post
1: fascist like brutalist it's architecture. It's a creepy place. Yeah.
0: And that NATO base is uh was like I guess apparently very haunted because that was where the last uh Last battles were fought in mm. World War Two.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I used I to don't. wander around those. Ho- I, my dad would go play handball, and I would just walk around the aban- like these empty military bases. Really like, eerie there. I wonder when I'm going to get caught. Yeah, doesn't seem like I should be able <laughs> this, to do Yeah,
0: it. I don't think I have the security clearance for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah I made
1: not. it. I made this little
0: car for myself. <laughs> I don't think we'll take that. <laughs> Why were you guys living in uh, Europe?
1: Uh, my dad worked for a, like a big international accounting firm. So your dad worked for the CAA. Yeah, exactly. just <laughs> <laughs> a big firm. <laughs> they they have offices <laughs> all around the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Some
0: of them are underground <laughs> and in. <laughs> Some of them are yeah. Some are in like. Uh, <laughs> you have to Afghanistan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he had the most boring job that took us to the most incredible places. That's really so, cool. Yeah, we were really lucky. When and did I you w- move
0: back to the U.S.?
1: When I was fourteen. Yeah, we, we, you know, most of the people who were living in Brussels were all in the same position that we were. They were Mm -hmm. either, like, expats who were working for companies or they worked for, like, the shape NATO base. There were a lot of NATO guys, kids that were there. And um, everybody pretty much stayed for, like, four years. That was, Mm -hmm. like, so we stayed for six, and that ended up being, like, this real badge of honor that you actually got past the point of living there when you're still dreaming of home. And we got to that point where, like, it felt like home to be there. So when I got back to the u.s to go um i came back for eighth grade so i did uh-huh. eighth grade in new york um and then in back and then so that i would be able to stay into high school and feel comfortable with my school and uh i didn't know what i i remember going to a deli and being and someone being like yeah you know it's 35 cents and i was like oh okay here and they were like no no i just need a nickel and i was like which one
0: is the <laughs> that's so weird i was like
1: is it the big one or the little one because like the little one should be less money cuz it's smaller but it's actually more money and the nickel is larger. So
0: confused. I'm like, why are we doing that's yeah. so weird. Did you <laughs> miss it when you left?
1: Uh when did I miss Belgium? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, I missed like it was a lot simpler in a mm-hmm. weird way. It was just it was um because it was a foreign country, half of the stuff that you um, interacted with, you kind of didn't understand or, yeah. or, you know, people be talking around you and because Brussels is also dual lingual. So mm-hmm. like they speak Flemish there too. And I never learned that language. So, yeah. you know, you go to a cafe and you just wouldn't understand anyone. And it's creates this kind of like space in your brain a little bit where you're not being inundated by things all the time. And you yeah. can focus a little bit more on the, on the stuff around you or the stuff that you're doing. And then when I felt like, and I got back to America, it was like, it was like someone turned the volume up and just suddenly I was like,
0: Ugh, "That's actually everything. probably a very good description of what people think of America.
1: And anytime you travel and you come back to yeah. your hometown in America, I think you feel that way. You just feel like suddenly I can read every ad and every person uh, yeah. you know is talking about things that I know about. So I'm bouncing around and I don't really feel it's so quickly you lose your sense of self when you come back to America mm-hmm. because everything is telling you what to be and how to do it. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That
0: was even before social media.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've that just was always been like that. Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> That's weird. What? Um, how did you get into acting? Like, did you know, like, when you were a kid, you wanted to be an actor, or did you?
1: Um, I mean, I was, an, I'm an only child, so I was mm-hmm. like naturally trying to keep the attention on me at all times. Um, I mean,
0: I feel like it always was because you were an only child. Yeah, yeah. But just you mean like around your friends, you were uh, like. I think, But m- normally when I'm at home, everything's about me. Yeah. So.
1: But I think for whatever reason, I felt in my family like I had to work for it. Like okay. it's on me, but like you got to earn it. So yeah. I remember just as a little kid. I, I like would, it. Like, they were tough on you. Yeah. They weren't just going to let like, you have like, it easy. We like you, but you know. You got to work for it. Your contract's up in six yeah. months. We'll, we'll renegotiate. <laughs> we'll see then. But uh, I just remember as a little kid being... Um, I was like, as, as a three-year-old kid, I was really obsessed with Carly Simon. That okay. was like my parents listening. to I love that. Carly Simon. And I would stand in front of the speaker, staring at the speaker, and sing into the speaker, and just perform the songs. And they would be like, come on, Nick, Like dinner's ready. I'm like, one more song, one more song. Carly's singing. <laughs> Carly. And and I'm like, is
0: our son gay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he just loves her. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think I, like, for whatever reason, that turned into when we moved to Brussels I just had to perform to make friends with people because oh. it was so hard to get to know yeah. people when you don't speak the language you had to be open and outward and you're and then I started doing plays there but it was never really serious and then when I came back to
0: You eventually school, learned the language though, right? Yeah, okay. I
1: learned French and but my school was in English so okay. it wasn't like I had to speak it every day but um I when I got back to New York um I ended up going to this Um, private school with like a really great theater program and I took theater there and it was the first I'd been doing sports all the time and I was good at them but I never I never loved it the way like kids in high school love sports you know when they get good at it and it's just like their whole identity so when I did a theater class in 10th grade I suddenly was like oh I love this this is like my identity it's so cool when
0: you just know that's how I felt about stand-up where I was just like the first time I did it I was like, "Oh cool, this is what I do for the rest of my life like no, and i and and, and I can't help it like this is I have to do it,
1: and then it's so strange and 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 it's hard to talk to people who haven't had that realization about something you mm-hmm. know, and I recognize that that I'm incredibly lucky to have a rec- yeah. you know realization and then to actually be able to do it for a living because it's yeah. also you know one thing to love it, another thing to actually yeah make it work but but uh but yeah i I learned quite early on that that was what I wanted to do, but I always had this my, you know, my mom was an artist. My dad was a tax attorney. So okay. I had the dual brain of, you know, do what you love, but be really practical about That's it. That's
0: good, though, to have that as parents that where they're not like both being hard on you. Because a lot of people were like, you know, my, my parents were very supportive. Like, you know, they wanted me to be happy, but they were like, but can you be a lawyer? Yeah. you used to say you wanted to be a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Like, can you tell lawyer jokes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you? So it's great that you're doing stand-up, but you're also going to get your real estate license, right? right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that was... Okay. That, and, I, right. and I agree. I would have preferred my situation to either opposite. I don't think I would have, uh, I don't think I would have been the same person if I had two parents that were super artsy. Yeah. And I also know I wouldn't have been the yeah, same Yeah, I think person. you're lucky to have the the yeah. the balance. Yeah, so, you know, for, for college, I did, uh, like, I majored in business finance, mm-hmm. but I, like, did every second after that was dedicated to theater or film yeah. or some in between. Um, and when I graduated, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to move to L.A. and just try it. That's exactly I what I did. Yeah. I d-
0: Well, I didn't I didn't get to do much acting in college because it wasn't like a big scene in Oregon, mm-hmm. but um, I just finished college in three years. Like, I just took cr- every single credit I could, went all summer just so I could, like, move to L.A. Because mm-hmm. you knew
1: what you wanted to Hell do. Oh, yeah. But yeah. my parents
0: were like, well, you got scholarships, and, like, you have to go to college first. I was like, fine, I'll leave when I'm 20 then.
1: And did you, what did you study in college?
0: Political science.
1: Okay, so you and I were both same thing. Yeah. We're, like, we're like, I'm going to have something that... Yeah interests me that could get me a job and mm-hmm. then I, because I, I don't know i i had a and in, at this point it's finance is a
0: way more usable uh, <laughs> uh, degree Lu- though
1: you know it's lucrative but it's not necessarily more enjoyable like i yeah. i loved learning it but i knew from the second i finished college i was like I don't want to be in that world. I just knew, I knew it too well from my dad and from my friends in New York and their parents. I just knew that it wasn't. I
0: know that is a hard world. Although to me that, that world kind of fascinates me. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people. It is
1: very similarly full of personality the way that like Hollywood is, Mm -hmm. you know, and and everyone is, you know, vying for their spots and, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I people work so hard in that industry, yeah. you know, and the same way we do, you know, yeah. there's the sense that it's 24-7, you can't ever stop. Yeah, um, and I feel like if,
0: they party a lot in that industry too. Yeah. As, probably as much as Hollywood. I, I
1: had friends who, when we would go to New York when they were working at Goldman Sachs or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, we'd be out like finishing our night and we'd walk by Goldman Sachs and they'd be outside on a cigarette break and we'd be like... Oh, dude, oh, are you, you know, are you, were, are you going out? Are you out tonight? He goes like, no, 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 we're still working, but we're going to go out in 10 minutes. You want to, you want to meet us there? And we're like, we're leaving. Like, it's don't you like, sleep? AM. And they're like, yeah, no, no, we just party and then we'll just come back when the market opens. We'll be ready. I was like
0: You're like, I think you need drugs yeah, to do that. You guys are managing our money. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a, I think it's more insane than what we end up doing here. Yeah. I think that's why they get paid more money because it Probably. is more insane. But that yeah. is
0: true. So, uh, okay, so you were studying finance, but, like, doing, like, acting, like, any second you could.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was doing, um, like, there was a sketch comedy group that I was a part of. Um,
0: Did you like sketch comedy? Yeah,
1: I loved it. It was the most fun thing. Like, mm-hmm. we would just basically, you know was like a kind of mini Saturday Night Live we would Mm -hmm. all get together in a room we all just pitch sketches and it would oh it would always be you know we wouldn't have shows every week but we would we would have them like once a month or so and it was a big campus thing like Brown had a few things that people knew about that they wanted to go to Mm -hmm. and this sketch comedy group was one of them and so coming into that was a really awesome experience and then we just always waited till the last minute to start like doing sketches. So it'd be like you know one week out we're pitching sketches. You know you, you know. did it SNL style, yeah, yeah, Like three days out, like we got to, got to do some read-throughs because we got to figure out which ones yeah. we're going to keep. And then night of it was like loud music and drinking and in a in a classroom on Saturday mm-hmm. night and people started their so nights fun. that way. It was great.
0: It was so fun. I love sketch comedy.
1: Yeah, I would I would I would do it in a heartbeat uh, again if 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 uh, if I had enough time to commit to it. You know yeah. because I think there are a lot of people out here who who do it full-time and they're mm-hmm. great at it and i don't yeah. want to just come in and dabble i would like love to well i mean
0: it, you could just do um like i think if you've already done sketch comedy uh, in the past you can you can bypass the first three levels at like second city for yeah, example and then yeah. just uh audition to be in the conservatory yeah, yeah. so you could do that yeah that but this f- conservatory is still like six levels
1: yeah yeah it's but on my list <laughs> yeah my list of really fun. Things. but um but yeah i was doing that i i um Uh, I made a feature film my senior year with another buddy of mine that we kind of like just, it was a really fun project because Providence where Brown is like, there's all these abandoned buildings because the Mm -hmm. government, um, uh, the local government bought up all. Well, basically said everything was imminent domain that was near this highway expansion they wanted to do Okay. and so everyone had to vacate their properties and they bought it and then they lost all this money and they had no money in the government so it's just have you have these like huge tracts of land that are just completely abandoned. And you were
0: able to just go in them and film?
1: I mean we weren't allowed to <laughs> we, ha- we had like, like one. There was a
0: technicality t- There
1: was one time where uh, we were shooting at this abandoned nightclub on the water mm-hmm. and um, these cops rolled up and they were at, or it was just one cop. Yeah. He walked up and he goes he goes I'm sorry now you gotta you gotta shut this down like you can't shoot here you're not allowed and, and my friend uh who was making it with me kind of just goes and goes oh no sorry sir we um we attend Brown University and um the university has a blanket permit to shoot anywhere in Rhode Island so um you know we're under that guy and he and the guy's oh oh okay and all right just you know be out of here before sundown and he left what and
0: did I, that guy end up being and I turned He's to him good little con man I know
1: because I turned to him and I literally went that's so great that we have that I'm so glad that we have that <laughs> so <laughs> you nice <just> believed him? <laughs> and he was like we don't have that that would never exist i want to
0: know what that guy does right now
1: (laughs) that guy is uh getting his phd from stanford so you know he's a smart guy He's a liar (laughs) yeah in lying (laughs) 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 so i don't even know if he's at stanford it's a good tactic yeah um it was just so on the spot as if mm-hmm. he like rehearsed it. But it's um, crazy. Yeah, that was that was a really fun project because we just we would basically go to abandoned places and, and write scenes that forwarded the story based around what we found. So mm-hmm. we shot in this like old Civil War Ford and this nightclub cool. and this um, old um, I like anything
0: super old. Oh yeah, I, I hope mean, that it's haunted.
1: It was, I mean, well, one of the things that we went to was this, hu- this like almost mile long sort of open air market that mm-hmm. was on the ground floor was just open with lots of, you know. Um, little areas where people could set up shops but it was Mm -hmm. like completely empty and then on the second floor were all the offices that ran the company that run that ran the the market and all the files were still there like every single file from the 70s and 80s like little like tickets from people and then some of the buildings uh parts of the building had caught on fire so like there were these charred like uh offices where all the files were still there but they'd all been burnt to a crisp. And we were took we like we're packing our backpacks full of all these different things because we were just so cool and we're like in a great mood and we we step outside and we like turn around to get one last look at it and we didn't see this enormous sign that said warning asbestos do not enter and we were like mm, damn
0: it now I have cancer maybe we don't take this stuff back home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: that's crazy. So that was a fun time. So
0: You did a full movie, full feature film in college.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just
0: what was it like? Drama, comedy, horror. It was
1: very drama. It was a. Uh, it was like a brothers after the apocalypse, exploring like their ruined world. It was. It it's was good very, to get all those like, abandoned buildings. Yeah, exactly. It was like the easiest thing to to come up with stories because mm-hmm. of what we found. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just felt like Brown didn't really have a film program. They had mm-hmm. a film department, but they didn't have. People kind of, they had film theory and stuff like that, but I was just like, oh, we got these cameras, we got this editing bay, we got yeah, people awesome. who are willing to work for free, uh, we got to do this. So, um, and then I also ran, there's a film festival out of Brown, the, uh, um, Ivy League Film Festival, which is actually like an international student film festival oh, and cool. they get some incredible stuff and I got to run that one year, um, and we got to bring in, we got to go to Sundance, uh watch movies there we had to volunteer which was yeah. actually fun but that is um, cool. and then uh yeah we, we brought a few movies over um I got to sit down with this Korean director that I love Chanwoo Park who directed like old boy and and he came to our festival and spoke so it was that's so cool it was a cool like is uh, that where you
0: got the bug where you were like I have to move to LA now
1: I think I just knew that this was like way more becoming my focus than anything else was like LA and that's why when I moved out here I didn't initially know that acting was the thing I wanted to do first mm-hmm. i just knew that i was good at it but i didn't know i knew how hard it was so yeah. i got a job working at Lionsgate. To, oh, so what'd you to, do there i uh i worked for the president of acquisitions and co-productions which is basically the guy who goes to film festivals and buys indie films so oh, cool so we you were, got like a
0: good like business yeah side of it. it
1: was a really cool way to learn like how the other side of the equation thinks, you know, Mm -hmm. like because his job was basically go to Sundance, go to Cannes, go to Toronto, watch every movie and decide which one he thinks could make money. And while I was there, Hollywood is all about money. But think about it. Like when I was there, he bought precious, which like, when you think about that movie, when I read the description of, like, in the Sundance booklet of what Precious was going to be about, mm-hmm. I was like, this sounds like the most awful, depressing movie. I'm, n- I'm never going to see this movie. It
0: was the most depressing movie ever. And it was. It wasn't awful, but it was so depressing. But it was
1: so depressing. And yet he looked at it and was like, we have to have this, you know? And I And I was like, that's some sight, though, to think, like, it's- I...
0: It's probably because he would see, I would guess, like, see so much of the same thing that maybe he was just getting sick of it. So he was just like, I'm going to take a risk on something just, like, for his own personal, like, I don't know. I
1: think so. I mean, and I think that's why they were able to get, like, Oprah to come in and vouch for it because it was so off the beaten track. Yeah. And so real to a lot of people, I think, that, like, that became... And it was just interesting to be uh, in the studio when that was getting buzz and Mm -hmm. when they were figuring out how to market it for Academy Awards and how much money to dedicate it to it and how it worked with integrating like Oprah and all these other people. And it was just like a really interesting time to be there. That
0: is cool. Did did you ever think like, oh, maybe I don't want to be an actor. I want to just like, maybe I'll just do the business side. Or were you like starting to itch? Like, because I feel like if I was in your position, I would be seeing people in these movies and just being like, I want to be on camera. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be back here oh, and yeah. like just starting to get sort of like, oh, this isn't for me. I got to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that, the, that I, I was in the mindset that I, I wanted to maybe be an executive when I got, when I took the mm-hmm. job and I was thinking like, oh yeah, this is going to be cool. I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to use my degree. Um, and the more that I was there, the more I realized that like, if you have the creative bug, like mm-hmm. the true, bug that made you get up at four in the morning to shoot your film in college you kind of can't work in that industry yeah at that level but I think there are people who have a totally different bug that is Mm -hmm. just as creative but isn't that 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 keeps them there and keeps them you know I have friends that that when I was coming up in that area would you know they're out having drinks with everyone every Mm -hmm. night networking reading 10 scripts a night you know and they loved it and I was like I don't love it that way but I love something else yeah so I gotta go to that thing and uh, I was just lucky enough that somebody, a, a big manager saw my my work um, randomly uh, by it being passed around mm-hmm. and called me up like out of the blue and was like, do you want, do you want to be represented by me? Do you want to be an actor full time? And I was like, <laughs>
0: that almost never happens anymore. Never,
1: never. I mean, like, I, I know how lucky that moment was. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I said yes to her and then I continued to work the Lionsgate for like three more months until mm-hmm. my like insane W- white lies were catching up to me about yeah. why i was actually always leaving and they're uh, like you
0: were wearing a different outfit this morning <laughs> yeah. why are you dressed like a cop right now you're <laughs> like ah shit forgot shit. damn <laughs> it's it a sort of, like
1: miss doubtfire <laughs> moment when you come back to the table as <laughs> yes. <dresses> the cop <laughs> you're
0: like oh, i forgot to do that
1: <laughs> yeah i definitely uh i i like got a lot of people worried that i had some serious medical problems because i was like a doctor's calling me back again i got to Go, they call They're me like, back. You look really healthy, yeah. though. <laughs> you look really happy. <laughs> yeah, you looking uh, great. So, uh, yeah, I just I knew at some point I was like. So how did you
0: did you how did you support yourself then? I, uh, or did you just book something after those three no,
1: months? God, it was not. I was told that it was going to be a dream. It was all going to happen yeah. so quickly. And yeah, no, overnight. I'm here to tell
0: you it's not that easy. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that <laughs> I, mean, I had to learn it
1: my way. Because yeah. if what I thought was going to happen happened, I think I would probably um, have a really jaded view of how things work. I'm glad yeah. I have that. Or you think. would end up
0: like a monster. I yeah. think anyone that gets things too easy...
1: Totally. They don't,
0: end, like, or too young. I just feel like they end up, like, I mean, every child star is usually yeah. a little... There's always a little bit. Yeah, and you, I'm actually friends with a lot of child stars, yeah, so I'm not yeah. talking shit about no, them, but, like, too, they're all a little troubled.
1: Sometimes when I mm. meet someone and I'm hanging out with them and then I mm. learn that they were a child actor, I'm like,
0: oh. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. That's the
1: yep. one thing that I wasn't thinking, but yeah. that makes total sense. It
0: makes total sense.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I... It was, it was definitely... I, I think there's like a hidden challenge in getting something too easily which mm-hmm. is like you don't know how you got it like yeah. if you didn't work for it then when it's not there anymore you don't mm-hmm. feel like you have the power to get it again i'm so glad yeah, that i've point. had to like work for things because that means that when the thing i'm doing is over i'm like okay i i know how to work you know the like, process i know the grind thing. Yeah. i know how to like get you know to and i know how patient you need to be mm-hmm. and then when something comes more quickly you're like oh well that's that's a surprise yeah. yeah I'm not gonna like treat that as that's how it is the baseline but yeah um no, yeah good. I um no I, I didn't book anything right off the bat I uh I started tutoring that was like my kind of mm-hmm. um side job and um which I've it's funny like every time I'm on set and I'm talking to people they're like yeah know. I got I've been tutoring for all and I'm like yep me too everybody everybody's doing everyone that
0: everyone tutors have who are they tutoring
1: they're tutoring well i was tutoring mostly high school kids mostly um it started off like sats acts oh. kind of thing and then it became like math class and then it became everything i don't feel like
0: i remember school enough to do that
1: yeah it was a weird thing where it kind of like clicked more for me than i think it can't you know
0: yeah i feel like i oddly enough like uh so I graduated college in three years and got like a three point nine something GPA. Mm-hmm. So I'm not an idiot, you but would I have like been a good really tutor, yeah. don't remember anything I learned for some reason. I you, don't know.
1: You know what? It, I definitely didn't. It wasn't like I could sit down with someone and and they were like, you know, I'm having trouble with polar coordinates, and you're like, yeah. perfect, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let me
0: just get out my chalkboard and I do was a couple just algorithms. Doing that uh,
1: this morning. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you. But I um I knew that uh. I knew that I could teach myself anything, and if you learn something a second time, it is yeah. just a little bit easier because you're more filling in the the blanks than yeah. carving new territory. So it's
0: probably good for your brain to keep working like yeah, that too. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like a like a weird like lumosity like version of you know yeah. doing that brain training stuff. But but I um you know I started off with with SATs and and that was a very like scripted way of tutoring people mm-hmm. you know you get hired by a company they tell you everything you just yeah. read a script and then you improvise at the end you know <laughs> and uh and then once I and then the real trick for anyone who does it to, to be actually lucrative at it is mm-hmm. it's like do your own private tutoring okay and it kind of takes like uh finding a few parents who really like you who okay. want to like support you and, and you can be honest and be like hey like you're paying 30 I'm getting paid 35 dollars an hour and you're paying 160 what if you paid me 120 dollars? paid it directly to me and I'd give you the same amount of tutoring. Would that sound like a deal? Would you be interested in that? You scumbag.
0: <laughs> they were like <laughs> they were like absolutely. Like, Aren't
1: you screwing a multinational company? And you're like, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. It's they okay. have their money. Yeah. So I would uh I I started doing that and and, and you know really it was qu- it's quite a lucrative thing because people you know, don't skimp on that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh,
0: yeah, you don't want your kids to be idiots. Yeah.
1: And also, like, I think it's one, it's kind of like car mechanics where people don't really understand. that they're, they're like, fix my kid. And you're yeah. like, here's what I'm going to do. They're like, I don't care. Fix it. Uh, whatever yeah. it costs, just do it. And, you know, ultimately, I learned, um,
0: what if, like, there was, like, something wrong with the kid and you had no expertise? Like, what if it was, like,
1: I've been there. I've honestly, were, like,
0: autistic or something. Well, or not autistic, sorry. Like, I'd ask, like, Mild yeah no I know what you're saying like, well and a lot of the, like a learning disability and you like
1: the learning disability thing is is huge and I think you know there there's two kinds of, of parents that I or families that I would get in touch with mm-hmm. and one of them was just the um we're wealthy we can afford every inch of help that we can get so mm-hmm. you're gonna be here like tutoring him and a lot of those kids that I worked with were just fantastic kids who like didn't really need mm-hmm. help but like it was fun to hang out with them and That's some of cool. them were a little s- spoiled and some of them weren't and I just I had a good time doing that but then there were the kids where I i knew that if i wasn't working with them like they would really be falling off and oh, okay. probably the the extent to their to which their parents had money would would help them for a while and mm-hmm. then they just kind of it would just suck Aww. and so i would come in and be so like, like good this is a you know as much as this is not necessarily like charity work like it was yeah. really helping kids get not only their their work ethic and their and their sort of skills up to par, but it was also like getting them excited about learning and being smart. I, yeah. I just, you know, that was one yeah, of the like things being that... Being smart I, is cool. Yeah, and you don't, you don't not really... Not playing video
0: games. You don't really learn girls that. Girls like guys that play video games. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to work for you in the future. It's not going to work for you. Halo
1: 4, it's not a good yeah, conversation. Yeah, no, girls like guys it. that can pay for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I, I just knew that like uh, on some level, you know, it became a bit of just trying to get kids excited about school mm-hmm. and and in the process like i kind of geeked out on school again and mm-hmm. i was like oh right i don't remember how to do this stuff this
0: was cool so you're like uh, hanging out with your friends at the bar and you're like yeah. don't you remember yeah.
1: do you guys remember integral <laughs> calculus <laughs> yeah,
0: was that, that was a blast i didn't i didn't appreciate it back then but that was fun He <laughs> was like i was thinking <laughs> about like, questions. just buy um, us a beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: well, we, we actually, st- we did this thing, it, it made it prompted me to start this little thing among my friends that we called Drunk Ted, which was, uh-huh. um, you know, like Ted Talks. Uh-huh. We, we decided, um, well, it started with me trying to teach my friends economics, and they were okay. all like, man, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about economics. And I'm like, guys, it's really cool. I promise I can explain to you. I spent yeah. all day explaining stuff to kids. Uh, I can do you guys. And they're like, well, we're really going to have to be drinking if you do this. And I was like, cool. Okay. you got, We're going to drink. That's and awesome. then And then I'm going to explain it to you and then open the floor to any questions. And we started this little thing where each person in our friend group who had something they wanted to explain, mm-hmm. we would like set out a night where we'd all get r- just like cocktails. and so fun. Really, Oh, it was amazing. We would all drink and one person would get up and basically give like a lecture on whatever they wanted to. So like, it was like, I did one on economics. Uh-huh. Then um my roommate did one uh on um I'm trying to remember so wasted <laughs> uh I, he did Story one, oh, of my life oh he did one on um this uh contemporary artist matthew barney that he loves and he okay. he kind of like talked about his oeuvre and then we had a friend who was mormon and he did one on mormonism and it just kind of like spiraled down the ladder wasn't because- he not
0: supposed to be drinking
1: well, he wasn't, you're right. He wasn't drinking, but he still wanted, to, we were drinking, yeah. <laughs> but he just really wanted to like explain. So basically he was trying to convert you. Yeah. He was he like, so. can sober we bin. just call this Ted? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. There were, there were, a lot of other ones, That's but it, really it became this like. It really, actually sounds th- really interesting. Yeah. You know, like I think people get really self-conscious when they are passionate about something that isn't mm-hmm. quote unquote like cool, you know, yeah. like uh, economics. I never get to talk about it, but yeah. I studied it in school and I really like. I, I like the way that that's that it helps me understand certain things about mm-hmm. the world and getting a chance to have my friends like listening to me about yeah. it was that was fun you know it's a
0: good idea yeah. i should do that with my friends what are yeah. my friends gonna talk about
1: it's it's funny how you first think i don't have i don't know, I don't know. there's nothing i'd want to talk about but then you realize, I actually would
0: want to talk about economics and money though that's kind of my thing
1: yeah there you go and you know what at the end of the day i tried like, to
0: day trade for a while I actually wasn't bad at I it. I
1: bet you that would be an amazing thing to I do. I was
0: actually pretty good at it, but then I got freaked out because I got the loan from my grandparents, and I was like, every time I would lose a little bit of their money, I was like, I yeah. just feel weird. I need yeah. to wait until it's my money.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, you can't money managing i think would be a yeah. real hard thing to not be you kind of well i think you
0: kind of have to be some sort of narcissist where you don't i was just care. gonna
1: say that you yeah. have to be a little bit of a sociopath where you yeah, just don't yeah
0: sociopath care. might be the but yeah where you're just like well whatever i would just be like oh my god what if they I, I lost their money what if they get sick and they can't afford it <laughs> they're just
1: faceless names to yeah me. i, don't I know can't anything. do it
0: <laughs> yeah. anyways yeah so uh so when did you book your first acting role
1: um
0: how long into living here
1: um I want to say probably like a year and a half that's maybe. pretty good it was a small role i mean it was it was in part like a role that i think having a manager just like kind of helped me get you know it was a, like yeah. a one-line co-star on a on a um, uh, show glory days it was like on first mm-hmm. season <clears throat> but you still um,
0: with the same manager
1: yeah she's awesome that's i great. like it, it's a real blessing to have found someone who i'm like yeah it's like it you've the rest of the time that I'm doing yeah. this, you that's know? nice.
0: I like when people have like long-term relationships like yeah. that. I'm one of those kind of people. Yeah. I also don't like to ask people for favors or anything unless they're truly my friend because I hate when people do that with me. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, people were like, they'll go ask out you and you they'll me- I could borrow, like twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 listen, I th- well, I'll give you money. <laughs> but you know, people that are like, they'll they'll meet someone and like they'll exchange numbers or whatever, and then they'll just like instantly just ask them for some sort of favor. Like, yeah, I. Yeah don't want to like make people feel used like that so yeah. i always build friendships with people yeah. until then maybe i'll do that or like i don't know or like i just like long term relationships and like people actually trust in each other and not just being like there's a
1: type of personality that is really okay with asking for favors too quickly i don't know what that is i don't is. like those people yeah they, but they're like it, people who go like they have oh no you want to the store? can you actually go and pick up my laundry yeah. too you're like no but you have zero tact saying no to you so yeah. i guess i'll do it
0: yeah it's so weird <laughs> yeah
1: or maybe i'm just a pushover and people sense it and they're like he would do it Ask
0: him. I think people might be like that with me, but I feel like I'm <laughs> not that much of a pushover. Well, you're either.
1: learning how to not be it. That's yeah. It, that's... The, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I just...
0: I feel... Yeah. Yeah. Um, is your is your girlfriend an actor too? Actress? No.
1: She's uh, she's like a visual artist. Um, and, I feel uh,
0: like it's hard for two actors yeah, to date.
1: I mean, I've definitely done it. I mean, yeah. it, it's hard not to date people in that same profession because that's also your social you just run, yeah. circle as well and i happen to like, like for me i
0: feel like I, i've never wanted to date a comedian yeah but if i was saying i guess i am somewhat single now but whatever <laughs> i'll cross that bridge but like now i just feel like is that who i have to fucking date just because that's who i'm around right, just because like right. i I'm i just mean, just with them all the time. Like, I don't think that's the I don't really, really want to. 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 <laughs> I know, but like, but you know what I mean? Like that's who you meet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I, that's what I do every single night.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's hard too because like, you know, going out to something for other people which is fun mm-hmm. for you is kind of a job. So yeah. you're going to be in that social mode and you get a bar and it's all happening at like bars and places where you can drink too. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people to me are always like, you know, I can't dig actors. They're crazy. Yeah. And I I'm like, crazy. Well, you're though. right. Uh, like, like they're my kind of crazy <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. But I, I, I think that that extends beyond acting mm-hmm. into the creative world. So my girlfriend, even though she's not in this particular industry, which is the real relief, I think, of being with someone yeah. like that because you can kind of turn that part of your brain off.
0: I think that's nice. I think that's the way to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's and she's also just wonderful. And if she was an actress, I would yeah. still feel like we're connected in this way. But I think that she has a, a broader and sometimes like a different entry point into mm-hmm. being creative and it can be really helpful because as an actor, you're constantly, you know, what do I need? What, how do I need to get in? What do I, what's my, yeah. angle? how do I do this? And, and a lot of times you, you lose sight of just the idea of being fueled by creative energy and, yeah. and letting it take you in lots of different directions. So, um, you know, I. I yeah, I that's really got to like be helpful. Yeah, I like. So, them. what does
0: a visual artist do? What does she like work on? What?
1: She's a she's um like a painter, and um, so cool. she also um is like a I don't you know like a. Uh, she is a writer, but it's sort of like memoir fi- mm-hmm. it's memoir nonfiction that yeah. she writes. Um, almost like diary entry style writing. That's cool. Um, and um yeah she she's just she's kind of like this enigma of creativity to me that, that is That's really cool. It's probably like hell for you to like be inspired with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a good energy to be around. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Um so who uh who is your favorite person you've worked with so far, actor wise? <sighs> and who was a monster? We don't have to say their <laughs> name.
1: Uh, I mean, I had a pretty incredible time working with the cast of Masters of Sex. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some real ha- like heavy hitters on that show that... Yeah. Uh, I was pretty intimidated to, to work with. Um, and they were nice? And they were fantastic. That's I cool. Mean, I love hearing that. Yeah. I mean, everyone on that show. I mean, Michael Sheen and Lizzie Kaplan mm-hmm. are uh, helming a pretty uh, impressive ship that has a lot of moving parts. And mm-hmm. they also have these incredibly complex characters that Yeah. Or are they
0: producers on it, too? hmm Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it, is, is it their idea?
1: No. I think they either came on as producers or became producers second uh, okay. season or something like that. But mm-hmm. um yeah, they're they're just um they're incredibly genuine people that mm-hmm. that um uh welcomed me into a family that was pretty um closed off you came for, on like third season? I came on this season. This, this season. is my yeah fourth season. Okay. So this is my first i nice i came on on episode 4 and stayed till the end and they um it's great you know with the first two times that i was uh on set i felt like people didn't know like how long i was going to be there mm-hmm. i didn't even really know how long i was going to be there and so um you know there's a distance mm-hmm. that people put up i think mostly just for their own protection and i will yeah. say like there were a couple of times where people who came on were overly aggressive and yeah. and i saw what that was like and i was like oh i see why you have what a bit like of asking a guard for
0: out. Or just trying to make sure they're still in the show. Or what <laughs> trying, do you mean?
1: I, I would say it was more not respecting other people's space in order to do the work they have to do. I see. I think there were a lot of times where we'd be having downtime, and it would feel like social time, but really it was like everyone was working. Yeah. People were trying to learn lines. People trying to um, have a conversation with the mm-hmm. director about. Certain and someone things. that only
0: had a few lines is like trying to like network exactly. and chat. Exactly. Oh, that's annoying.
1: And you know, there's a room and and there's a purpose for doing that kind of stuff, but it's it's has to come from a place of emotional. Yeah, you have to be
0: self-aware enough to know. Yeah. When you can you can clearly tell when people are working and they're not interested in exactly. like, chatting.
1: Yeah. If they're not having the conversation with you as intently as you are having it with yeah. them, you need to ask yourself, why is there this differential? Yeah. And what is it there Maybe I should relax. <laughs>
0: yeah. Go to craft services. Yeah. Uh, Have a snack.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, there were like, so they were great. And then, you know, we had like Bo Bridges on there, who's just oh, cool. like the most wonderful like teddy bear of a man. I That's love awesome. that guy. And he's like Hollywood like royalty in this way where he would just tell stories and, and the names that would come out. And oh, I love meeting secrets. people like that where you're oh. just like, and, he, and it God, was not so like cool. a name dropping. It was yeah. literally well, that's just, just like, that's a part of his family. life. Yeah. yeah, that's his life. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we had some really talented young actors, um, uh, Jeremy Strong and um, he, uh, Jeremy Strong um, uh, came on as like one of the um, series regulars for this season. And mm-hmm. I just really, I just really loved working with him and his co-star, Betty Gilpin, also this amazing actress. Um, They were younger. So it was kind of nice to be around some younger, Uh um, like people. You seem very young. Yeah. I mean, I'm, were they like young, like kids? No, no, no. They were like my age. That's what I mean. I just mean like, um, uh, not Bo Bridges. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's two ages, Bo Bridges and everybody else. (laughs) No, he's not even that old, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it was just great. And, and the directors that they have on there are people who have done some unbelievable work and, you know, you almost don't even realize it until you're done working with them. Mm-hmm. Like there was this guy, Colin Buxey, who uh, I really enjoyed working with and got along with really well. Mm-hmm. And then I was listening to Brian Cranston's autobiography uh-huh. and he was talking about the scene in Breaking Bad and he was like, and then the director, Colin Buxey came over and I was like, what?
0: You were like he my director? That That's
1: my director. <laughs> <laughs> He's, mine. He's fine. He's mine. But uh, no, I just realized like, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that he, I knew he That's had so done cool. some Breaking Bad, but I didn't realize he did like this pivotal scene I- in the show and, and then I started to kind of fall down the rabbit hole of like, wow, like these are some real heavy hitters and yeah. to just get a chance to be around them is, is really wonderful. When
0: you booked it, were you like, holy shit, this is awesome. I was your biggest role, right? Yeah. I, like-
1: I mean, I think in terms of exposure to, um, high profile, um, like actors and directors, mm-hmm. it was absolutely like far and away my biggest role. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, and just the fact that it was like recurring was cool because it gave me this chance to actually... Like, dig into a character and like mm-hmm. and experience his world over multiple episodes. Yeah. Um, but his, but yeah, come. I mean, I remember just sitting at the table, read uh, like two days after I found out I booked it, like watching, like being like, that's Michael Sheen over there.
0: What the <laughs> hell? Act natural. Act Don't natural. Embarrass everyone. <laughs> oh my god, I have lines. So <laughs> I didn't even rehearse some <laughs> <of> shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was cool. But but uh, but the wonderful thing about like you were saying earlier about like working mm-hmm. and having to grind it out is that mm-hmm. by the time you actually get there you feel ready. You don't feel Mm -hmm. like, you don't feel like a fraud. Like, like I'm here to work. Uh, This is my process, the way I do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and I took every moment on that set as a learning experience to see, Oh, look at all the way these different people work. And Oh, that's an interesting way to kind of approach this issue. And here's a way to interact with directors. But, but ultimately you're not watching people from as a voyeur, you're really watching it as like an active participant who's Mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to take some of this. I'm going to take some of this. This Mm -hmm. is interesting. And then I'm going to give this to you guys. And by the end of it, you know, the last, when we wrapped on the last scene of the last episode, mm-hmm. I turned to, to Lizzie and Michael and gave them both hugs. And, and, you know, they both made me feel like you were a part of this. It wasn't that really cool. that, that that we were here and you were just mm-hmm. a ten. It was like we were all in this together. And when you get lucky enough to be on sets where it feels like a communal effort and not just like superstars going out and, and shooting their own three-pointers yeah. and not passing anyone... <laughs> That is when you feel like, oh, this is why I got into yeah. this. this. Well, is part the, of this. Yeah, this is the real thing. Yeah, that
0: is always a cool feeling. I always like, you know, it, as a stand-up, like you you watch these people who you're like, they're like your idols. And then eventually you get to a level where you're, you're like performing on shows with them and they're talking to you. And you're like, I'm like, like, yeah. like we're all doing this together. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're way better than me. But <laughs> like, it's not like I'm just like watching them. It's yeah, like, exactly. you know, like I'm handing the mic off to Jeff Ross yeah. or to Ron White or something. Yeah. And I'm like. What the fuck? It's like it's it's a cool feeling to feel included in something that like you thought maybe was unattainable.
1: Yeah, and and you don't notice it, but behind you are all the people who are then in your position mm-hmm. going. That girl's cool. Look what she's doing. Yeah. I love her podcast. I I've listened to her sets. Like I'm I'm following her, and it's like this conveyor belt where people are kind of each carrying each other yeah, up this it's true. ladder. But we don't spend enough time looking like. Back to see how far we've come because I think we're ambitious think, Americans. And I think like, everyone we're is... always pushing forward. But I
0: think everyone in the entertainment industry always thinks it could be over at any time. Yeah. Because I, like, you know, I'm, you know this with, like, a lot of, like, r- like, really successful actors I'm sure you're friends with or, like, you know, people that, that... They seem almost as, like, fearful and anxious as, like, people at our level do yeah. where it's, like...
1: It doesn't go away.
0: Yeah. I think it's just you always are just, like, I got really lucky to be here. This is, like, I... This is the coolest industry in the world, yeah. at least to us. I mean, yeah. never, there's better industries, I'm sure, to other people. <laughs> but, like, I think you always just think, like, how did this happen? And it could go away at any time. Yeah, I, think, I mean,
1: it's the feeling of living your dream is, like, I better yeah. not get comfortable. You yeah, know? exactly. I, I mean, I had an experience with my last show, Hindsight, where, you know, we had we had a uh, – I thought it was a fantastic show – Um changed my life in many ways being on that show but what was that
0: show about? Um, I didn't see it, it was sorry. um
1: an it was like a nineties throwback show mm-hmm. where it was Ooh, about cool. a girl who got transported back twenty years and got to relive her twenties again. That's awesome. Um uh, basically on the cusp of getting married to someone, she wakes up the night of her wedding and she's suddenly at the night of her first wedding that ended up going terrible and ruining her life and she oh, decides cool. to not go through with it and then live her life um yeah. in that way. And um it was just an amazing cast, amazing writers. Uh, the creator Emily Fox was just like this powerhouse of a girl mm-hmm. who led us through this this journey. We all moved down to Atlanta for four months and lived there while we were How shooting fun. it. So, um, and it, you know, I. Um, was we got picked up for a second season we got moved to paramount we're gonna shoot on the lot i took a tour of the lot saw some of the sets it was like a month before production we're going i'm out to lunch with my manager talking about like you know what do i want to do next and all this kind of stuff i come out from the meeting and i have all these text messages and i'm like i just it was so many that i was like oh whatever i'll it's probably group text i'll check it later and i go on twitter and i read that hindsight's been canceled a month before production
0: how come your manager didn't know
1: Literally, it happened, it happened while like we were, were in lunch. lunch. Yeah, and that's, that's what the crazy. text messages were. Were people on were the cast? Were you heartbroken?
0: Going,
1: yeah, I was like more than that. I was like, uh, I didn't think it was possible. Like, I yeah. like my brain had been so. I, you know, I've learned as an actor that in order to stay sane in this business, you kind of have to only believe things at the last minute yeah. like you kind of have to you it's know like true. for example like let's say you book a big commercial and mm-hmm. you're like it's going to be huge it's going to run all over it i'm going to make a 100 million yeah. dollars you know you're going to make what you get paid on the day yeah and until that that commercial runs so true. you've only made that amount mm-hmm. of money and until you can learn how to integrate that thinking into every part of your world mm-hmm. and still be the passionate actor that you are mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna always be a little bit crazy, yeah. and you're always gonna have a little bit of a an emotional roller coaster. But you th- can you can calm it down if you understand yeah. that.
0: I think that was like one of the best things I learned after a while. Where like you know you you get where like you get a few disappointments, or you get like several nos in a row, where you're like, oh, this isn't just gonna be like. I do, I, you know, they say I booked it and then all of a sudden my life's going to change. That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess it can. There is no making like, it, right? Yeah, like, the, yeah, exactly. It only exists like,
1: to people who are outside the industry. Yeah, think, it's so true. My parents always say that, you know, in, in the, in the, yeah, like, with the most love possible, they're always like, you're going to make it. Yeah. You're going to make it. And I'm like, I know I'm, I'm kind of in the middle climb of it. It's and like, I'm going
0: to get there yeah. and, and, uh, and I'll I, always be amongst it, but I don't think anyone ever feels like, yeah, I made it. Well. Yeah. I'm sure Tom Hanks feels like maybe he made it. Yeah, but,
1: that's, but then again, it's like you're always moving the bar, right? Yeah. Like you're always figuring out like what's the thing that I... You know, Tom Hanks is probably thinking like I have all of this money. Yeah. I need to better... I better do something valuable with it. Yep. Because if I don't do some... And oh my God, look what this person over here is doing with their money. Oh, exactly. Shit, I gotta, I'm got, i making movies. I should be starting charities or whatever, yeah. you know? So, so true. you're always going to be chasing after how people perceive you. But mm-hmm. I think like you, you in order to survive it. Like, mm-hmm. I think the reason why a lot of people quit is because they never figure out a way to deal with the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I, that Which have a
0: lot of like confidence. yeah. And I think quiet confidence is better than like being cocky. I oh, think yeah. just like, kind of just like being able to silently be like, you'll be all right. Yeah. You'll get it when you've earned it and yeah. it'll be it's, okay.
1: It's like an, a, an accept an acceptance of your present state. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, this is my job. It yeah. is. It includes this. This is not yeah. something I can, if I'm if I'm more confident, it doesn't go away. Yeah. All it does is I can kind of blind myself yeah. by being, you know, by having this bravado, or I can just kind of deal with it. And when hindsight got canceled, I was like, "This is the te- this is like the first major test mm-hmm. of whether I can kind of get through this." And truthfully,
0: it's like a really good mentality.
1: I yeah. look. I mean, they. for for any actors listening to this who are wondering what happens when Mm -hmm. they cancel, they paid us for the second season that they picked up. So they had, you know, they were, they were very, um, I would say they, uh, they left on a good note where they paid us all the money that they owed us because they had picked us up. And then for nine months we thought, Oh, I have a job. And then they pulled it and we didn't have one. That doesn't necessarily happen all the time, but they do tend to honor the contracts at least in part. And, um, but, you know, I also learned that, like, um, uh, how co- I tried to think, like, how could this be beneficial? Like, suddenly mm-hmm. I have this paycheck and I have this freedom. What could I do? How could I kind of, like, utilize this? And, mm-hmm. and um, it helped me kind of, uh, it, it gave me some time to think that I think formed me into an a- the kind of actor with the kind of mentality that I could do this for the rest of my life and, mm-hmm. and not um, get to a point where I'm going to break. Yeah. Yeah
0: no, I think it's such a good mentality to have. And I think that's why a lot of people do quit is they can't get to a point, like you said, where they can just accept things and accept their current state and just know like, all right, next one's coming. Or, or even sometimes just being like, well, maybe, maybe I wasn't right for that. Or maybe I didn't work quite hard enough. Because yeah. I think some people just moved to LA and they think like, all right, well, I'm attractive. And like, I've done some acting, like I deserve it. It's like, no, it's, there's a lot of people here you have to hone certain skills and you have to be
1: this is a town full of people who were the most popular and most Mm -hmm. talented person at their you know high school and so true it you know i think that that is a a a good thing and a bad thing sometimes Mm -hmm. you know like you're competing with you know you're competing in a hard environment which Mm -hmm. means if you can make it here you know you are really competing at the highest levels but it also means that you have to kind of check some of your assumptions at the door Mm -hmm. and just be like Maybe I don't know how this works, but I'm yeah. gonna kinda learn. And I and I also I think, think that's that, like, a good way to be. Yeah. And if I had if I had had the trajectory that I thought I was gonna have mm-hmm. when I first got here, I think I would just be really I don't think it would be great. I'm glad yeah. that when it was hard, it was hard. I'm yeah. glad when it was hard, I feel the like exact really same way. Hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause sometimes I look and I'm like, oh I, like when I think I should have had something or I should have been seen in that moment. I'm like, I look back and I'm like, Maybe it was better that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wasn't good enough in that moment. Maybe I would have, like... Let's say I booked a show too early and then I didn't perform well on it. Like, that director would always remember that. Exactly. And maybe maybe you weren't the person
1: who you want to be now. You know, like, once people start to see you, then they're like, oh, I know who this person is. And you're like, maybe... I, now i am feel f- more fully formed in myself yeah that i can be myself and and know that i'm i'm com- i feel like if i had booked stuff early on i probably would just had no idea what kind of actor i was exactly. like what kind of career i wanted to have people like,
0: would have just been like moving you around you'd be like all right i guess yeah. that's what i do
1: yeah like i did a i did a disney show a disney pilot um like uh maybe five years ago um and uh, that was like my bit my first like major thing was like uh-huh. being the the lead actor on this pilot oh, cool. and um you know but it was like a kid show and I yeah. played like a, a secret agent who comes back to like teach his uncle and uh, teach his nephews like how to be like better gu- you know like tougher <laughs> guys and um it was really fun and I uh thought it was going to change my life mm-hmm. and everyone was telling me like you know Disney only shoots pilots that they want to pick up and it's going to be 400 yeah. episodes and blah 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 and <laughs> um and so I was like oh cool all right 400 episodes I guess pretty, I'm a you know. Disney star yeah I'm awesome and, I, and, and then when it got canceled or didn't just didn't get picked up, I was like devastated. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe three years later, I went to do a guest star on another Disney TV show. And what I saw when I went to my dressing room was right next door to me was the other show that beat us out. Oh, really? I saw their dressing rooms and I thought, They're still on the air. they are still doing that. If I was doing that show, it would have been the only thing that I had done. It would have been the only Mm -hmm. experience that I had between now and this moment. And I was like, if I look back on everything that I'd done in between that pilot Mm -hmm. and now, and not just like work, but just like personal space and growth. I mean, when you're, when you're locked into a particular job, it it really envelops your whole world because it's just the thing that takes your attention. And, and I was just like, man, I I, I dodged a bullet in a weird way, you know, and I'm sure it would have been interesting in its own right. But I knew in that moment, I was like, that was a good thing. Yeah. No, it's so cool to look back on that
0: stuff and be like, that was as much as I was devastated, it was totally the right thing. Right. Well, what's next for you? What do you want to do fully with your career? Uh, I know that people hate that question, but I'm asking you it. So I want
1: to, you know, like long term, I really want to be able to bounce between directing and acting. You mm-hmm. know, I think as a, as an actor, you get so much exposure to the job of the director. Yeah. And, um, and it's something that's always fascinated me and, and something that, you know, made this feature when I was in college and, and, and sort of helped make this short film that we made a while ago um that did well went to the Cannes Film Festival with mm-hmm. it and it was one of those things where I was like oh I, I I can see how this is done but but you know I I know that it requires a real commitment and yeah. I'm focusing on acting right now but you know at some point I'd really like to direct some of my own stuff um yeah I feel like that would be cool to yeah, have your own control of over course that. I mean I'm sure any actor feels like it would be great to direct yeah. I I definitely uh I definitely uh, on board with that I feel um you know what's next for me like i'm really at a at a point where you know after doing master of sex it was a great um role and it and it's something that has shown to be able to be leveraged towards Mm -hmm. other things and so i have some things that are kind of like in the works um i just flew to new york last week to read for this indie film um that hopefully gets made next year so that would be really fun um but uh you know pilot season is coming up and there's going to be a lot of projects bouncing around. Mm -hmm. TV is definitely uh, like the medium of the moment. Like everything is about getting on TV. Um, So, you know, that's where my focus is. But, you know, like I said, uh, trying to just keep a a, a real um, appreciation for like creativity in all forms, not just, you know, your job and your work, but like trying to just fill my life with things that make me feel creative is Mm -hmm. is also like, you know, there's a lot of downtime as an actor and I feel like trying to find ways to... To, to, to express, you know, and, and sort of ride the creativity in, yeah. in other ways. Is
0: What's one thing you would give advice to someone who maybe wants to move to L.A. to be an actor? One or two one, pieces of advice. Um,
1: gosh, you know, I would say find a way to get in with a group of actors mm-hmm. and just learn from them. Yeah. I think whether get into an acting program, get into an acting class, find a rehearsal group, something Mm -hmm. that gives you uh, a space to air your ideas Mm -hmm. and, and take advice because the the most difficult thing about being out here is that there's so much noise of people telling Mm -hmm. you what to do. And, and it's also incredibly lonely. Like you can feel like you're completely alone. Mm -hmm. No one cares about you. And so finding some form of community out here, whether it's a theater company or an acting school or an acting Mm -hmm. class, I think, if I had done, if I had known to do that earlier, I would have done it earlier.
0: Yeah, sure. no, I think that's super helpful. Yeah, especially with the noise thing. Like, I feel like everyone, ha- every single person I've ever met that's an agent or a manager or an executive, they all have a different opinion on on how people should do it, and yeah. so it's very hard to like filter. Like, well, someone just told me like something totally opposite right. than I just heard the uh, you know two yeah. days and ago, and they
1: all have like case studies to show that yeah, they're right. They're like, like oh, look at I don't this know person. what to do. It, that's yeah, what I, I feel like when I've thought about when i've heard lots of different people tell their stories about how they sort of like became mm-hmm. successful or were able to do it you know i i just have noticed that like every single story has one moment where you got incredibly lucky there's just something that happened to yeah. you that was really lucky and it's not about, you can't expect, you can't design that moment to happen for you, yeah. but you can constantly put yourself in places to experience it. Yeah. So, so saying yes to things. Saying yes just, to things. Yeah. Uh, le- letting other people kind of like give you advice, take, you know, not being so sold on exactly how your experience yeah. is going to be out here and, and trying to surround yourself with people who have, who have helpful information mm-hmm. and who have other networks that well, you Well, they always can say you should,
0: you should have a group of friends where like, one or two people are more successful than you. One person is less successful, so you're bringing them up. Yeah. And then one is an, like usually an example of something you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just exactly. to keep you all in check. So you can
1: always point at Bob and be like,
0: well, oh, yeah. I don't want well, to right. be like that. Yeah. Good guy, but he keeps playing Halo. <laughs> He's like, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so much fun having you here. Yeah, thanks really, for having yeah, me. This yeah, you had some great. such good insight and stuff. Well, I look forward to watching you on another season of Masters of Sex I hope or so. whatever pilot you book this year.
1: Yeah. That's all good things. I hope something comes up soon. I'm but, sure it will yeah all right, thank you all right
0: bye.